0: Welcome to Extra Musical, the podcast where we delve into the lives, thoughts, creative process, and hobbies of musicians and other creative artists. If you'd like to learn more about the podcast, visit www.hiddencinemarecords.com slash podcast. If you'd like to support the podcast and everything else going on at HCR, become a patron at www.patreon.com slash hiddencinemarecords. Today... We're joined by trumpeter, composer, band leader, educator, and designer, Jamie Brevik. You might also know him under the name of B-Side Graphics. He's very, very active in designing posters, album art, uh, and other promotional material for jazz musicians and other musicians around the world. And we get to sit with him today to talk about his creativity and musical life. Hey, everyone. So we are sitting down with Jamie Brethik. Uh You've just heard a little bit about him, but we're going to listen to him explain who he is. So hi, Jamie. Welcome uh, to Extra Musical. Thanks for being on.
1: Hi, Stephen. Thank you so much for having me. It's an absolute honor to speak with you.
0: Yeah, no, I was an honor to speak with you. I just want the yeah. audience to know more about you. Like, what's your story? Who are you? What do you do? Where are you based? Right. Tell us about yourself.
1: Sure. Um, well, I live in Racine, Wisconsin, which is the if if people know their Midwest geography, it's just the bottom corner of the state of Wisconsin, south southeast corner, and uh, just kind of half about halfway between Milwaukee and Chicago. Um, and I'm a full time middle school high school music teacher. Uh, performer I play the trumpet and you know gig gig a lot kind of between Milwaukee Chicago Madison um, and I have a family I have four children and a wife and uh, run a graphic design business as well called b-side graphics so kind of a, a big mix of a bunch of different things and running around like a crazy person like most of us. And just trying to keep trying to keep everything, keep everything in balance, keep all those
0: keep all those boxes checked while yep. also, you know, checking the personal boxes as That's well. Right. That's the, right. The yeah. struggle.
1: That's right. Um, the, I always say a juggling act. That's basically.
0: Yeah, I feel like it's like the the juggling the different hats that you wear. Yep,
1: exactly. Yeah.
0: Yep. So then, like, what does a typical day look like for you as a. Instru- gigging instrumentalist an educator a husband father and graphic designer like what right. how do you even juggle that
1: yeah um you know the, the, yeah as you know as you know kind of teaching in the school full-time that's a lot of time and a lot of energy and um so yeah like that's that's it i i gig maybe three or four nights a week um, again mostly in Milwaukee which is closest' We're about maybe 40 minutes from Milwaukee so I'm, I'm pretty active in in the Milwaukee scene but also connected to the Chicago scene a little bit um, so you know I I have a couple steady gigs actually uh, every Tuesday Wednesday I play at a, a hotel in Milwaukee uh, just a nice really nice piano duo standards gig that I've had for 13 years uh, every oh, Tuesday great. Wednesday night yeah no it's great um and then weekends as well you know like clubs or private things you know, like most like most people just trying to trying to stay as you said like stay keep the creative juices kind of flowing and, and still be able to kind of quench that part of my uh, creative life while still maintaining the, the te- full teaching mode and the, fa- the family load as well Yep.
0: yeah the full teaching mode and and family mode for some people it's just like all they yeah. have and it's so much still it yeah it's like so much so balancing all that must be like a, a, a challenge as you said um so like when you're trying to get in the creative process as both a as both an instrumentalist and graphic designer like what does that look like uh when you're juggling all that is there like a a set time that you do it or is there like a a method that you have to to use your time
1: yeah, me, musically, I mean, I I wish I don't really practice very much. I wish I could practice more <laughs> on, the, yeah, on right. the horn. You know, it's I try to during the school day, like in my off periods, I'll I'll like pick up the horn and do some long tones and oh, same. And so in that just so I'm at least in somewhat decent shape if I have a gig or something during the week. But um but I'm always like creatively and musically um I'm always like thinking and like listening and like you know, I'll put headphones in when I fall asleep. And um, I drive a lot, too, like to and from gigs. And, and um, I'm always, like, listening and, and, like, checking out podcasts and, um, you know, reading when I can. Um, Design-wise, um, as, as we, you mentioned, doing the graphic design thing, I just do, like, in ev- kind of every spare second that I have that I'm not attending to, to family things or school or gigs. I'm, like, you know, when the kids go to bed... Laptop comes out and I'm, I'm working on stuff when I'm at school and I might have an off period, you know, I'll return emails or, and then the weekends I, I'm, I'm honestly, I'll work like 10, 12 hours every, every day on the weekend, like just on, on design stuff so that I don't get too backed up. So yeah, it's, it's definitely, um, kind of hectic at times and, and really the key for me. To keep my sanity is to man sometimes i just need to like close the computer up and just like just leave it for a minute because that it does it does get stressful i'm not gonna lie yeah, like protecting your
0: peace with yeah. with just stepping away from it at times
1: absolutely and, and you know like like yourself and you know, having you know having a family it's like man i, I feel like um like i want to be present for them as well and and um you know we've having four kids and they're all in activities and playing basketball and soccer and dance and, you know, golf and like lessons and all these other things. So it's like kind of driving them around and doing their thing. I I want to make sure that, you know, I'm, I'm present to them as well. So, you know, it it does get out of balance sometimes. I'm not going to lie. You know, there, there are times when I'm either too busy doing one thing or another and it just Mm -hmm. doesn't feel right you know, and I'll have to make sure to, I'll pull, okay, like, I'm going to cancel, I'm going to cancel that gig or like, Hey, I'm going to send in a sub on that one. Or, you know, um, just to make sure that I'm, I'm keeping everything in balance. So, yeah, it is, it is kind of a constant adjust, adjusting here, tweaking there, like just Mm. making sure everything's cool.
0: Yeah. I wish uh, I asked that question a lot. It was like, what does your typical day look like? And I find that everyone has like the complete same answer. It's like, Oh I have no clue because there's so much, (laughs) especially with four kids. You said four and my jaw kind of dropped. I was like, Oh, he said he was a dad. I thought he meant like two. You're like a dad, dad. You got, it's
1: like, there's a great bit by uh, the comedian, Jim Gaffigan, Jim. Yeah. Who famously, I think he's got like five kids or something, but at at, at a point there was one of his stand-up routines and he was like, someone had asked him, well, what's it like having four kids? And and uh, he was like, well, imagine you're drowning and somebody hands you a baby. And I'm like, "Okay, I mean, I could see that. Yeah, I get that, which is great. It is like kind of sums it up. It's just constant. I don't want to say chaos, but like, you know, it's just constant on the go, you know, constant running around, um, you know, yeah, no there I can't say there's a typical day really.
0: There's not. <laughs> I can I can't imagine especially with six people in the house all those activities including your own, your wife's activities, right. your children's right. activities. Right. It's like everywhere. So so like staying creative during all that is a challenge, but like you 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 do it. It's I know that like part of that creativity for the graphic design part is the job, but like you have so much output when you were like 10 years ago, something came up on your Facebook. Yeah. Uh I, I was like a memory of 10 years ago. Yeah. Did you imagine that like, this would no. be what B side graphics would be no. like?
1: Not at all. I wasn't intending the design thing. And I, as I've said before, I've not really trained formally in design at all. Just completely self-taught. And I started I do doing it. Good
0: job. <laughs> I
1: started doing it, you know, about 10 years ago, maybe a little, little longer than that. Um, as a means to just promote my own gigs, so I started mm-hmm. making flyers for myself, um, so that I didn't have to pay someone else to make a flyer for me. So you know, I'd have a gig coming up with one of my bands. I'm like, all right, I'm gonna I'm gonna take a crack at just making this flyer for myself. And they were terrible. They were really bad. But it, I've always I've always been kind of in- interested in art and design, it, since a kid even, and. I really enjoyed doing it. I really liked making a, making and designing a flyer flyers for myself. So then um, I just kept kind of doing it and kept doing it. And I got started getting better at it. And um, like at a certain point, like I had some friend, you know, friends that would ask, um, Hey, you know, who made that poster for you? And I'm like, well, I made it. <laughs> and then yeah. they would ask me, Hey, could you make me one? And I'm like, sure. And so then I was doing it for free just for friends you know, mostly on the Milwaukee scene, and um, at, it, it kept growing and kept growing, and then at a certain point, I realized that, like, man, I'm, like, getting a lot of people asking me to make the posters. I should probably, like, start charging them. Yeah. So, so initially, and, when, and then I hit a point, and that was probably right around when I made that post 10 years ago, where I was like, well, I, I should probably make this, like, a thing. And you know, start up an Instagram page and like make a Facebook page and get a website and all that stuff. Um, and then yeah, and then it sort of started to snowball. And there were there were definitely some early uh, people that hired me. Uh, people like Marquise Hill was one of the first people um, who was at the time in Chicago. Um, you know that that would hire me to make flyers and things like that for him. Um, Adam Larson is another great saxophonist. Oh
0: yeah, yeah. I've um, seen a lot of your work yep, with him Adam, Adam was another that was an introduction.
1: That, yep, Adam Adam was another one that, that used me very early on. And um yeah just in it one thing leads to another and I'm ten years later I'm doing it in like Verve Records. I did a, some some work for Verve Samara Joy, um, I did a couple yeah. of her d- digital covers and like nicholas payton um, i 've done a number of things for Nicholas and all, just all kinds of people um, but it, yeah like you, like you said it wasn 't really my intention ten years ago that I wasn 't thinking like man I'm gonna, i 'm going to want to work for Verve Records, or like design album covers for my musical heroes it wasn 't my goal <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> but it 's really pretty cool now in hindsight like, I kind of like look back on it and it 's it's pretty neat, um, and it, it catches me off guard sometimes. You know, I'll get a text from somebody. You know, Nick, Nicholas just texted me today. He's like, well, "I'm going to work on another cover for him." And that's just to me is wild because, like, he's you know one of my musical heroes on the trumpet for sure. And yeah. um, it's it's uh, you know it's something that it's I feel very grateful certainly to to be able to do that.
0: For our listeners who um, might not know his work with B Side Graphics, I'm going to include. Uh, His socials in our show notes But I'm also Going to include Just some Maybe flyers That he has on his site Some of the album artwork That he's uh, Done as well Some of it might be Extremely familiar to you But you might not know That you've seen it Especially if you're An avid jazz listener And you follow A lot of jazz artists On Instagram More than likely You've seen One or two of his posters Or album artworks Just been Plastered up on there And it's like Hey I have this Upcoming gig And it's somebody Like man that's a cool style But you didn't know or didn't click to see uh, who was tagged in it. That's uh, Jamie Brevik That's B-Side Graphics. So it's, like, really cool that a decade later, you're looking back and you're like, yeah. wow, this was an accident.
1: <laughs> yeah. yeah, it definitely was an accident. Yeah, a very happy accident. I'll, just, I'll take it.
0: <laughs> so, uh, like, if there, with all of this, all of this kind of, not chaos, but this structured... Spontaneity in your day, uh, sh- ooh man! There's alliteration in that too. Structured <laughs> spontaneity. That one,
1: yeah,
0: <laughs> I, yeah. I'm, I am, yeah. I'm, I'm t- TM, all right, Hashtag TM. That and, one. Yeah, yeah, right, exactly. Um, with all of that, like, how how do you stay like that? You feel like you're a person. Like, what is yeah. it? Are some things that you do outside of music that, or and graphic design outside? Are there? Do you set some time of for for Jamie where you're doing
1: things? No. <laughs> no, no. Um, nope. no, honestly, like, I, I hate to say it, but like, I feel like my, when I'm, when I'm like a gig for me is that time, like, when I'm yeah. playing music, um, you know, like I mentioned the, the weekly gig I have every Tuesday and Wednesday night. For me, it's, you know, it's a 45 minute drive there, 45 minute drive back, you know, that's kind of unwind time, like, put the podcast on. Put put whatever music on. Um, honestly, call call friends. You know, mm-hmm. hey, I'm I'm driving for 45 minutes. I'll check in with people, um, and then I'm at the gig for a few hours. And you know, to me that's to me that's all. <laughs> I hate to say, it, but it's almost like downtime in a way. You know, from the teaching and from from the design stuff, and and uh, it's uh, man, that my. No, because honestly, the weekends and things—I'm working so much, and you know, getting kids to, to, to their sporting events and things like that—it's—it's it's a rat race. It's running around constantly. Not complaining at all, but it just is what it is. So, is there
0: anything you wish you had like time to do? Like, if yeah, if, no, definitely. I,
1: I want to saying... read more. That's the other thing. Oh, so yeah, many, I've got so many books. Like, and I love books, and I love books. Going to bookstores. Like, we were just in St. Louis this past weekend for for my daughters. Uh, uh, she had a dance competition, so it was like oh, cool. the, whole week, the whole weekend. We were we were in St. Louis, a five hour drive from here. So we were there, and I I bought I bought two books. I bought a book on the the um, uh, Sun Ra. It was a, a, a really beautiful book oh. actually on his all of his hand designed album art that he did, and it's like a whole compendium of like every album cover that he designed himself, which was really cool. I can't wait to dig into that. And then another book on the Art Ensemble of Chicago. So. Um, yeah, you am know, like but i like keep buying these things and I never have time to read them. So I just got all these things stacked up that I've tried to like, you know, that's one thing too. Like when I'm on break or something on summer summer break or even winter, we have a couple of weeks off. I'm like, all right, I'm going to Try to get time some to reading. dig into these books. Get some reading in. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I
0: mean, because who wants to be that toxic book buyer that's like, man, got these this stack of books, and then they go back to the bookstore and like, man, and, got this other got stack this, of books. and They're not read. Yeah, no, that, that's, <laughs> no. Me. That's, 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 <laughs> that's me. That's
1: it. That's me. That's me right there. Yeah. So, um, what's the uh, what's the
0: I'm gonna. Uh, I link suggested listening, suggested reading, suggested viewing uh, for people after all of these. What's the name of the uh, Art Ensemble of Chicago book? Do you remember that? Oh, I man. worked with Roscoe for a little bit. Oh, nice. Like,
1: yeah. He, yeah. He just I want to read back that. to Madison. I believe right now. Oh, did he? Um, I off the to- I literally just bought it. I cannot remember. It's got a. It's got a title that is not mentioned. It doesn't mention the Art Ensemble. I can't remember it. Off the top of my head. So I'll have to drop the well, we'll chat afterwards.
0: Don't worry, I'll, friends. Yeah. We'll have it in the show notes later.
1: <laughs> <laughs> exactly. But I also, I look at a lot, I, I like read a lot about um, like art and architecture and design too. Since, you know, this whole thing, I've been like, I've, I've always used the analogy to learning design was very similar to my um, process of learning music and learning jazz and improvisation and that. Like, you know, you you connect with someone or something that you like and you try to emulate it. You know, like pick any random, you know, say you're into Hank Mobley or something and you you're like really shedding on Hank, Hank or, or Train or whatever, and, you know, transcribing solos and like absorbing and studying records. Like I I'm I've been kind of doing that same thing with art and design too. Yeah. So like started off with just like zero baseline knowledge and understanding of design other than trying to like Mimic blue note record covers. I
0: knew you were gonna say. Did you yeah. find that website where they like they where blue note tells you exactly what they used?
1: Yeah. Yes. Yes. And I've got I I am I'm, I'm familiar with what you're talking about. But I've got a number of books as well, just on it's you know. In fact, I just picked up one recently too. That was like a complete like every blue note record and so so read read miles is the the main guy who designed a lot of those covers and man that was that was my entry point was like man how how do i get that how do i get that typography and that color and i had to you know learn how how he manipulated th- those great photos you know francis wolf and just took all of that material and like made those iconic covers that was my first thing so um like trying to copy that and over time just like in music it's like oh then you learn oh well Reed Miles was really influenced a lot by kind of mid-century, kind of minimalist, you know, maybe coming out of Bauhaus design and, 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 and like, checking that stuff out. And, like, before you know it, like, okay, that came from that, that came from that, just like you might... You know, pick up a Miles record and then like, oh, you know, Cannonball's on that. Like, and then you check out Cannonball and then you yeah. get a Cannonball record and like, oh, Bill Evans is on that. And then like you go back and like check out. But one thing leads to no- another, you start compiling this this knowledge base, you know. So I, I guess, so I like design wise, I'm kind of, I feel like I'm, you know, I've been doing it 10 years, but I'm like really kind of doing like a self-study and learning more about design in that same way as, as music, is that we all have in music.
0: You know, it's really funny, as you say this, and the lineage that you're getting. Uh, recently, when I went on, uh, over the past year, all the tour material that I've made, I've made right. <laughs> emulating your stuff. So it's like, <laughs> yeah, you're, you're saying no, that, it's great. like, oh, okay, well then, like... And the the whole I don't want to like the the accidental I don't want to pay anyone yep. to do it I might as well just do it my, I learn how to do it myself It's yeah. just like that seems like such a natural thought and I would yeah. think that yours came more of a yeah I'm good at this I'm doing it versus like oh I, I came from ground zero and just transcribe well not transcribe because yeah. that's but like you know the art equivalent emulated all right. these other people. Right. Um,
1: yeah, I definitely started from ground zero though. Like I, I had no knowledge of design at all, and and uh, that that is just like picking up a horn out of the case for the first time. You know, it just mm-hmm. takes a long time to be able to. to like I think there's a great Miles quote. like it takes a long time to sound like yourself, or something like that. Maybe not an exact quote, but like you know, it it takes time. You know, and you you pick and choose the things that you like. And over time, you begin to edit out the things that maybe you don't like. And over time, you do enough of that with a, with enough influences, different influences, then you sound unique. And you yeah. sound like yourself. And this the art and design thing is exactly the same. It's exactly well, the same.
0: What's really interesting is I, I feel over the past 10 years, you really have gotten your own uniqueness in the yeah. same way. Like where um, something will come up. And I, I used to like kind of look for it before people I feel like only in the last like a year people started tagging you more in their yeah. things. I feel yeah. like they would you would make them a poster and then like they put the poster up and I'm like, this is B sides graphics. Why didn't they say anything about B <laughs> this is a B sides graphics poster. I know it right and I would just tag you and be like <laughs> yeah, yeah, this is B side yeah. graphics. <laughs> and he'd be yeah, like, yeah. yeah. You'd be like, yeah. yeah. Um <laughs> well I think
1: so, it's it's gotten to the point where I have I have like of kind of a following not like a huge following by any standards at all but like for an independent musician or independent artist it's like you know like and i'm still working on it and like still trying to trying to get get that game a little bit better i'm not so great at social media necessarily but like like i think oh. people are tagging me more because like oh like pe- more people know who i am and know what yeah. i'm doing it's like it might help out their cause if just to see that maybe i'm affiliated with it or in some way or whatever at least um, you know the whole algorithm thing. I'm, I'm not great the with that
0: algorithm. You know, that I, I I'm sorry. How I many times is that, that going to come I'm up sorry on this I podcast? Even said that word. It, no. no, it's not <laughs> your fault. It's Mark Zuckerberg. Mark Zuckerberg. If you ever listen to this podcast, know that I hate. No, yeah. that's a strong word. I dislike your algorithm, and yeah. I think you should talk to me directly about <laughs> it. Call me tonight, when we can fight about it. have your following and you're getting a little bit more together one of those things that i saw that i still haven't ordered yet um you have you released like a book right of some of your art and i was like oh my gosh this is so cool i need to get this asap and then i didn't what's the what's the name of that book i have
1: like 10 left or something there's not many but yeah it's actually called sound museum and um I forget where I saw that. It might be the name of an Ornette Coleman record, like an obscure Ornette record, um, I, but, or a tune or something off of a Ornette record. But um, yeah, I, okay, there's a bit of a story behind the book, actually. Um yeah. it, it was 2020, and uh, George Floyd happened. Mm. And I remember... It was like the timing of everything. You know, we're, the whole world is shut down with COVID. And, you know, I was teaching remotely. No gigs were happening at all. The George Floyd thing happens. And we were actually staying in Arizona at the time. My, my my wife's family has a home in Arizona. And we, I feel like we escaped to Arizona because I was able to teach remotely. And the kids were all doing classes online. So we just went there. We stayed in, in uh, around. it's like around Phoenix, Phoenix area, in Tempe. And and while we were there, the same day that the George Floyd thing came out, there was a police murder in Phoenix.
0: Oh, my gosh. The
1: same day. And so, like, we're watching the news, and all the stuff was happen- happening in Minneapolis, and watching the local news in Phoenix, there were protests happening in Phoenix over this other murder that I can't remember the the gentleman's name, but he was, like, sleeping in his car on the freeway or something. And I think, I don't, I don't know all the details and I don't remember, but, um, like, so people were, like, it was, like, the Floyd thing and then this all at once and then so there were protests happening in Phoenix. And I remember my, my oldest son was, we were, we were, it was, like, maybe 10 at night and we were, like, let's go. I'm like, okay, let's go. We hopped in the car and we drove to downtown Phoenix and we started, it was, like, you know, the beginning of all, all the, the BLM protests and whatnot and like we were just kind of bystanders in a way like standing back watching a lot of this but you know as a as a musician who has made a career on black music yeah and playing black music I was like I felt like helpless and how do I lend my voice to this you know other than talking to my kids about it And, you know, we were taking them to the protests. And, like, when we came back to Wisconsin, there were protests in Milwaukee and in Racine, where we live. And I was bringing my kids to them. And we were making signs and doing all that. But then I was, like, as an artist, as a musician, I felt like I need to say something. I need to do something. So I started making different designs. And I was doing, like, one a day. And at first, it was just, like, just, you know, Black Lives Matter, I was using some of the slogans and just making designs and just throwing them up on my Instagram. Mm-hmm. And I made a few, I don't know, maybe 20 or something like that of them. And I remember, too, there was one I posted, and it was we, that, the phrase, we can't breathe. And I made it, and I just was making a design out of it. We can't breathe, we can't breathe, we can't breathe, we can't breathe. And I posted it, and like all these people started sharing it. I mean, not a lot, but, like, some people are like, even asking me, like, can I post that? I was like, yeah. And I remember even, like, I sent it to Nicholas Payton. Not that I wanted his approval or anything about it, and and I, and I just was like, hey, you know, I made this, like, um, I, I don't know why I even sent it to him. I was like, hey, I'm, I'm making these designs, you know. And he immediately texted me back, and he was like, I don't like it. And I was like. Oh shit! Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna delete it right away. Like, and he didn't say why at first, and then we were going back and forth a little bit, and he's like, "I don't like, I just don't like that phrase." This is Nicholas saying this. He's Mm -hmm. like, "I don't like the phrase because one, it's negative for a for a mantra. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: You know, it's negative, and and he's like, it's not inclusive." And he said, "I got it." And he texts me back like the next day. He's like, "How about?" We can, or, I can't breathe. I can't breathe. That's what it was. It was, I can't breathe. That's yeah. what the original phrase, I can't breathe. And he said, I don't like it. It's negative. It's not inclusive. I got it. He's like, I can breathe. And then he's like, a little bit later, he's like, I got way better yet. We can, we can breathe. Mm-hmm. And so I made a different one. I kept like editing and designing and changing it up. And then I sent it to him. And I think he used it for like a, a single. But it was just a, a square, and it's said, we can't breathe, we can't breathe, we can't. And it, there's just that process of like, yeah, I'm I'm white, I've made a <laughs> career off of playing black music, I love it. I try to be authentic in everything that I do. What can I do to say something? So that spun into I started doing that, but then that led to I want I was I wanted to keep going with it, so I kept I started a series of designs that were just I had no intention of doing anything with them other than putting them out on my Instagram. And I was making, I was just choosing like different jazz artists. I did Thonious Monk. I did a Miles series. I did Ornette. I did a Coltrane one. And I was just taking um, different album titles and song titles and reimagining like kind of different album covers. Yeah. But then with the tag, Black Music Matters. And yeah. um, Black American Music, Black Music Matters. And I was just posting them. And so actually what, what the book is, is is a compilation of all those designs that I did over a course of about a year. And there's like 94 or something like that. And the, on each one of them, it says Black Music Matters, Black American Music, highlighting Ornette Coleman, um, Thelonious Monk, Miles Davis, John Coltrane. And then I, I was like, I mean, I made a bunch of them. I just had them on Instagram. Someone at some point was like, "Man, you should put that in a book or something." So then I, I just I self published the book, and then um, part of the proceeds of the book I donated to the Jazz Foundation of America. Nice. Which I don't know if you're familiar with that organization at all, but yeah. um, check them out. They're great. They um, and I'm familiar with it because um, there's a, a musician in Milwaukee named Manti Ellis who just turned 90 years old. Last week, Manti was on uh, an Impulse record in 1969 with Buddy Montgomery. He played with Sonny Stitt. He played with uh, Stanley Turrentine. Oh, yeah, man! Um, and he never left Milwaukee. So Manti, up until like the pandemic, was was a working player and a brilliant guitarist. I mean, he sounds very much in the vein of like Wes Montgomery and Grant Green. In fact, he knew Wes Montgomery. Man. And Buddy Montgomery, Wes's brother, lived in Milwaukee yeah. from the late 60s until the 80s, I believe. Um, so there was a connection there with with Buddy Montgomery, Wes Montgomery. Anyways, Manti Ellis, um, I'd done a number of gigs with Manti through the years that were funded by the Jazz Foundation of America because he okay. he was, I forget how he got affiliated or connected with them, but there, it's an organization that provides... I think like performance opportunities. I think there's even some element of like healthcare uh, or income for aging black musicians.
0: Wow. And That's so, so important. Wow. Wow.
1: Yeah. So anyway, so like it was sort of like full circle. Like I did the designs and things that I, I didn't have any intention necessarily of doing anything with, but then like the book I'm like, well, what can, what statement can I make with this book that is beyond just the art itself? Like, so then that was, that was again, very small, but like it was, Felt like it was something I could do to, to the cause to help. Um, yeah, in that I, moment. so
0: I missed all of that when I was looking at the book. Mm-hmm. So I'm glad you like, but little, I, I was like cool designs,
1: but like <laughs> yeah. there's a little disclaimer on like, on the beginning of the page, which kind of explains a little bit about that. Oh, Okay. Um, yeah. So, um, but it, it was, it was, she'll so check out jazz foundation of America though too. Cause they're fantastic.
0: Yeah, I'll definitely link uh, that in the in the show notes in, too so we can They're based
1: in New York. I think they're based in New York. I'm not, I'm not 100% sure how Manty Ellis became affiliated with them, but that's that was my um entry point to learning about that organization. So, but that's that's how the the design thing kind of spun into the book at least.
0: Oh, wow. So do you think you'll ever do uh did you like, like, the process of, of publishing or self-publishing yeah. that book or collection of works? I mean, like, I feel Definitely. like that would be, like, something as a visual artist. I have a mm-hmm. friend who's going to be on the podcast who's a photographer okay. um, who is working on her, like, I guess, first book mm-hmm. um, for 2024. And it's just, like, as a visual artist, right. I feel like that's a really important uh, output, like, uh, yeah. important medium to output, uh, especially if you can, if that if that works for your medium.
1: Definitely, and I, I'm definitely going to do another book at some point. Um, and another thing is, as just a independent musician, independent artist, it gives you something to to sell. Yeah, merchandise. You know, <laughs> t- it's something tangible. People love physical things. People love buying a record. You know, people love buying a book. As we were just talking about earlier, like me, I buy a lot of books, a lot of records, still. Yeah. A lot of CDs, even um i've done a few cassettes on, on my
0: yeah i saw that yeah, like your you yeah. the case that one of the, yeah. one of the groups that you're uh mm-hmm. part of mm-hmm. uh that they were selling cassettes and i thought it yeah. was funny because it was like case sets.
1: Ah, i didn't even <laughs> think of that but yeah you're right yeah 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 so there's like one place i mean i'm sure there's more but there's a place in st louis that does cassette production and I, there's oh, so nice. i i got a. Cassette player, just so I could play my own cassette because I didn't have one. And um, <laughs> they're really cool. They're so cool and they sound great. And it's like, again, it goes back to that people want to, like, eh, I want a thing. I want to buy a thing. You know, vinyl is so expensive still to make. You know, it is. It's, it's pricey still. But yeah,
0: I've, I've not looked into cassette production. It just <laughs> sounds so, I don't know, like, not, it's vintage, but it's just so niche cool. Oh, like, it's, it's
1: very like, niche. So, the long story, but like the band case, is um, myself an upright bassist, and the original band it was a former student of mine who was a DJ, Ian Carroll. Oh. Ian Ian was living in Philly, and he just moved to Brooklyn. But he he is uh, he was the original on the first recording, the the DJ on the recording, and who was it was his suggestion, because he he kind of came came at it from like a hip hop producer. And he's like, oh, we got to do a cassette. I'm like, you're crazy. Like, I, who has a cassette player? Nobody has a cassette player. And um, he was like, no, trust me, we'll do it on cassette. He's like, there's this place in St. Louis and um, that does it. And it was like, I think it was like 200 bucks for like 50 I oh, don't
0: know, that's not bad. Which yeah. isn't.
1: Is, it's more than CDs cost. But like, yeah. nobody want cds anymore i mean i know right it's,
0: like it's CDs, uh it's so frustrating which
1: i love cds and i like my whole me thing too on CDs. Yeah, I, I buy them yeah, all the time i do too i still do but but he was like trust me and we'll he's like we'll sell them out and sure enough like within two months like they were gone i couldn't believe it and, and he he was right i mean i but it was like that like you said it's that niche thing but it's also like people want a tangible thing i had people that bought them that didn't even have a cassette player. They were just like, I wanted it because it looked cool. And you could, you know, the art and the thing folds out. And, you know, yeah. the, the cassettes were like, you could do different colors. It was like a purple, we did a purple one and we did a red one. And
0: I'm just know. saying, people, the funny thing is, CDs have the same... <laughs> Right? No, 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 no. You can you're do right, the same right. thing. You go, no, right. no. It's like I I, 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 hear what you're saying, and I agree that like that that's it's it's a cool thing that people are like, oh my gosh, yeah, let's like, let's get this. But then the when people do that and then turn around and say, who wants a CD? It's like whoa, 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 yeah, whoa, yeah, whoa, yeah. whoa. Like it's, it does the same thing.
1: It's the same reason that kids are buying all kinds of '90s vintage clothing. And shows like Stranger Things are popular, and it's yeah. all it's all eighties, and you know it's we just got to c- wait till twenty thirty. See, you know, exactly. see, see they'll come back.
0: They're going to come back. Gonna come back. <laughs> I, so, so I feel keep like all we sound CDs. like the yeah 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 we sound <laughs> like the uh the, well you know you have to do a press run and there's a lot of jazz people that are like I well, still need true. that CD. Box. No, that,
1: that's true. That is true though too. That actually is true. Like people like press for press, you have to have CDs.
0: Yeah. So, uh, you know, hopefully uh, it it will come back around. But for right now, uh, Hidden Cinema Records has tons of albums to smash. (laughs) (laughs) Shameless plug for a CD that I put out on uh, Outside It. With all of this in, in uh, like, encapsulating as your many hats of uh, record producer, uh, graphic designer, instrumentalist, uh, middle school teacher, like, if someone wanted to do one or any of the things that you do now, what was, like, what would you say to someone that's, like, 18 or, like... Projecting themselves as either a graphic designer or instrumentalist, or all like you know, all of the above.
1: Yeah, I think like kind of earlier, you and I were talking about the podcast and the label and the design thing. The the biggest advice I could give is just to jump in and do it and try, yeah, it and not be afraid to take a risk and not be afraid to fail. And and I can, I mean, I've got stories. I mean, like as a as someone who did not have any training in graphic design to the, cause I, I remember my first album I, I did. I did not know how to design it. So I had to have someone else do it for me. And, mm-hmm. and I'm thinking back like, man, I, I went from that to where I am now where I'm just cranking it out. Like, but the amount of times I failed and like did something wrong and sent it to somebody, and it was all messed up, or the wrong format, or the wrong color format, or I didn't do it on the template the right way, and it yeah. like I got chewed out, or like they're like, "Are you dumb? Like you sent me this thing, and it's you know, it, you want to print something, it's got to be in a, a specific color format, CMYK for print." Yeah, versus RGB. oh my god, I, I didn't know any. this. like a, like the first thing you should know. And I didn't know any of that stuff. Like RGB
0: so like, versus CYMK. RG,
1: exactly. I didn't know yeah. what that was. I'm like, RGB? Like, Ruth Bader Ginsburg? Wait, what is that? I didn't know what that <laughs> was like. Like, I didn't know what someone was saying, you know? And I'm sending this stuff out, and people are just pissed. You know? Like, these poor printers are, like, dealing with this the stuff I'm sending out to them. And so, trial and error. And not. there were definitely times I wanted to give up, too. And I've got a story that I'll, I'll tell you off air. Uh, i won't i won't say it on there but where i was actually like someone was trying to sue me which i'm not oh, I, won't, I won't say anything more than that but it was like a very big learning experience for me yeah and it was over they thought i was st- copying them they thought i was stealing their style and i'll just i'll leave it at that and um And uh, it forced me, and I wanted to give up right then. I was like, "Screw this! I've got enough. I'm a teacher. I'm a player. I'm a I'm a parent. I'm a father. I have enough on my plate. I don't need this stress of someone threatening legal action coming at me over something that I'm just doing as a hobby." At that point, right? You know, it was at that point it was not as serious as as it is now. So I wanted to give up, but like you know, facing as in anything, you face adversity you push through it you get stronger you become more knowledgeable and you uh get better you improve from that so like somebody who wanted to just start man just do it one just jump in and do it and ask questions like i it's funny now because i get all these younger people designers and, and things that are uh that will come to me like seeking advice and i'm always happy to help them like like it's funny. Like I just did a Zoom last week with this uh, designer in Toronto, and she she was like, you know what, you know what, how, what do you how do you work the business angle of things, you know? Mm-hmm. And that's a whole another separate podcast, like d- business and and promotion and PR and like how to handle that and like content. That
0: really and, like, that really is a whole yeah. separate.
1: That's a whole another thing. thing. And I'm terrible. I, I am terrible with, as a bus- business minded person. I am not that. At all, I'm really bad with it. So, like all of those things, again, I've I've had to learn on the fly and like through trial and error. So, like, not be be afraid to like jump in and try it. Just do it. Like, there's no no better time to start.
0: You know, I really I really like that. In that, you're like, do it and know that you're not going to be great at it the the whole time because it's really important to to know that you're gonna you're gonna poop the bed sometimes and
1: (laughs) (laughs) exactly and And i still do and i still do like and i feel like i've been doing it 10 years or a little longer even and i still like oh man like there's this particular job you know it it was in europe and they just used a completely different like formatting and like oh and it was like the time difference was a bit of a struggle and like it was a lot of back and forth and it really dragged on and I'd send them a thing and they're like no this is still isn't right and then, so it just like and that was just recently even you know so they you know like like in music too it's, it's like we learn to to improvise and we learn to pivot and, and and try not to get too down on ourselves when we make a mistake but then use that to to move forward you know and get stronger from those experiences
0: well, I mean, that's only the that's the hope that yeah. we have that we're doing it, because, I mean, sometimes we get that that no or we get that um, just like uh, something that might not be what we wanted. And we have that urge to, to turn around to say maybe it's not for me, but like everybody you ever admired, like, yeah. oh, did have the same thing happened.
1: 100 percent. Yeah. 100 percent. And that was when, when I started to get more serious about the design thing. I, I started I started reaching out to designers too that I admired and that I really mm-hmm. dug and I would even even if it meant just like following their Instagram and like I'm gonna send them a, a DM like I really love your stuff I really your stuff is inspiring you know and this is a matter of like connecting with them and through through doing that I, I you know I met a few people you know through 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 doing that and um, in particular there's like a, a good friend of actually this is somebody I knew from Outside of design as a musician, it was a good friend of mine in New York, Andrew Neasley. And Andrew plays, uh, he went to Manhattan School of Music for his master's, and he works with Bobby Sanabria's big band. Um, he's a great composer, great trumpet player. He was a copyist, I believe, for Maria Schneider for a while. Oh, cool. Really, really great guy, really generous. So, like, he was doing design long before I was. In fact, I think he designed a couple of Maria's albums too um and a number of others but he was a guy early on i was like i would just dude what here's this problem i have like what what am i doing wrong can you help me there was even even a particular uh remy labeouf the album player um i designed his last couple of albums but there was like an issue with with uh just the cover and like one of the, we were trying to overlay a thing and i wasn't getting it and i had to send it i had to send it to andrew and andrew helped me with it you know so it was just like one of those things like yeah we all need mentors like nobody yeah just, reaching
0: like, out like out, having a community drops out of the like... sky
1: and just you know how to <laughs> do it it takes it takes effort and trying and trying and trying and trying and And making mistakes, and as you said, pooping the bed, and we're all going to poop the bed, and like it's going to happen. Yeah, and you you change the sheets, and you all right. That's I don't know. That's weird. Um, But no, you're right. Yeah, yeah. but but like you know, not but not knowing that going into it, but but like facing that and like taking that risk, hundred
0: percent. Yeah, really. I mean, facing it and knowing that it's not going to feel great the whole time. Yes, and and then keep the keep going. I mean. I really. When are you gonna? When are you? When are you gonna open up your mentorship? When's the first like uh, B side Graphics graphic workshop? Oh, you man. know that you you're... know. It's
1: funny. Like I, I, f- I, would feel weird doing that, but I guess I, I've got enough of a track record at this point. Um, I don't know. I don't even know how to do that. But
0: uh, yeah, maybe, why not? Maybe. I feel like there's there has to be like a, a population of people who are just waiting for you to go. Yeah. Hey, I want to have a workshop, and I'll talk about this is how I this is how I created these. Covers and blah blah yeah. blah and yeah. like even if you like went blow by blow, yeah. I'd watch that. Yeah, I'd watch you create a cover All over right. two I'll hours. Wanna, I'm
1: gonna try to I'm gonna try to think about that. Thank you for bringing that up. I ha- I haven't really thought about that much, but I have had people reach out to me, individuals that have reached out to me yeah. certainly, um, and done like some Zoom Zoom calls and you know like what kind of little in- insider tips and things like that. But the other thing is like I feel like in a way like maybe that's helpful, but also in a way like I feel like I'm an outsider, and the way that I do it is, like, completely unique, and it might not be the way that someone else would do it. Yeah. So I don't know how helpful it would be necessarily other than, like, you know, there are some specific, like, technique things that probably, you know, that would be useful to anybody. But just, like, you know, like, how do you improvise on a blues? Okay, well... I mean, you could do this or this. Everybody's
0: different. Right, you could do different. one of seven. Well, as yeah. long as you say what you have to say, they can take whatever they want from that. And right, like right. 17 people might take 17 different things, and but it within. was all yeah, information. Right, right exactly. Right. I mean, right. so it's it's just like a cool thing that you and everyone else uh, who has the experience in their field has to offer. I mean, like, listener, you too, driving in your car or mm-hmm. running on the treadmill or being my wife, uh you know like <laughs> you you have right. experience and uh it's cool that that you can offer it to other people
1: well thank you for suggesting that i might i might have i'm gonna have to think about that that might be something that would be worthwhile
0: yeah well i i'll look forward to to anything that comes of that i look forward to the second book i need to uh i need you said you had 10 left i need to uh, as soon about as you get 10. off like there's
1: not many left but yeah, yeah uh, there's uh If you go, there's a couple of ways you can order it. If you go on just my actual website, Mm bsidegraphics.net, there's a store button on there, and you can you can buy it there. Or um, I've also added it to the Bandcamp page. um,
0: Oh yeah, because you can add merch. merch. You can add
1: merch, so I added it to the record label page, which is B Side Recordings. Totally different thing, but the book is also on there. You can order it either one of those places, just on the website or on the Bandcamp.
0: Cool um so that i mean that's a I'll, that's something that we're that i'll link in the show notes for anyone listening who wants to go check that out I'll also link his socials so, and I'll put up some more art so you can see uh any of the stuff that um he's done in the past that might be familiar to you or not familiar to you um as you wrap up is there a, a question you wish i asked you uh, in the past mm. hour-ish I don't
1: know, man. You did such a great job, Stephen. It was a great conversation. <laughs> I'm trying to. I can't really think about it. other than yeah. People can check out the the website. Um, yeah, we didn't really even talk about teaching or or music or all that. That's a whole. Oh, no, that's that's okay. Con- that's a whole other conversation for
0: another time. Yeah. but um, Jamie Brevik, part two. It's like right, yeah, yeah. So this is whatever it turns into. It's organic. So right. whatever we talk right. about, I think uh, another person I talked to, we talked about dodgeball a whole there bunch you go. Like, and not dodgeball okay. the sport dodgeball the, the movie, movie starring vince vaughn <laughs> so whenever that episode comes out listeners you'll be like this is the episode he was talking the about dodgeball. yeah so nice. it's it's whatever wow. it is
1: okay
0: um but what <laughs> listeners can find you online at bsidegraphics.net and That's then right. at bsidegraphics on instagram at, it's uh,
1: technically b.side.graphics okay but i don't remember why i added the dots like maybe there was already something bsidegraphics there might have been uh, so it's b.side.graphics on instagram one
0: time steve harvey tried to pay me for the thing steve harvey but i no. didn't have it and it made me so sad that Dang, i didn't go by steve Har- i don't go by steve specifically right, Steven. because Steven. my name's yeah, yeah. steve harvey right right, right, right. right, right, right so right. i amazing but he asked yeah. me uh, on national television he's like What's your Instagram handle? And I, it wasn't Steve Harvey. He was like, I'm trying to buy Steve Harvey from whoever has it. <laughs> whoever
1: me. has it. Yeah. And you so, missed the opportunity. You could retire. I know. I was, right was kind of <laughs>
0: sad. He also told me I had a white name. And I was just like, You're, we have the same name, guys. Um, <laughs> what does, that, what does yeah. that even mean? Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> what you, what right. The, anyways, <laughs> uh, you've been listening to Jamie Brevik, uh, composer, father, or trumpet player, uh, graphic designer and all-around cool dude. Uh, uh-huh. So thanks for being on the podcast, Jamie. I really appreciate it.
1: My pleasure, Stephen. Absolutely. And thank pleasure.
0: you guys for uh, listening. Uh, we'll sign off with a little bit more information about Extra Musical. Thanks. Thanks, Stephen. Thank you for listening to this episode of Extra Musical. Extra Musical is a Hidden Cinema Records production. Please be sure to subscribe and leave a rating wherever you get your podcasts and look out for future episodes. Bye for now.